So I guess we'll start off. How does it feel to be a UFC fighter? Yeah, it's great. Um, obviously, something that I've been working to for well over half my life. Uh, so to obviously achieve achieve that goal is is great. But uh, also, it's certainly the the first step. You know, the work starts now. There's plenty of plenty of things to do. So uh, yeah, look forward to it. I want to talk about that uh, about that fight. I mean. Looked very, very impressive. Um, there was a little bit of hesitation on Dana White. Did that did that worry you at all? Like when he started talking about like you're young, were you a little bit nervous that maybe he might say, you know what, we'll give her a de- developmental deal or we'll invite her back, or were you confident in your uh, in your performance? Uh, there was a lot of obviously really great fights that night, so I wouldn't have been overly shocked if they had said to go away and get a bit more experience. Uh, you know, I didn't get that finish or anything. I don't. I think maybe he was trying to build a little bit of suspense. Uh, I, I really think people put too much weight on like age and stuff these days. At the end of the day, like I'm more experienced than a lot of the girls in there already. Um, and I just fought, obviously, the LFA champ. So arguably there was no one really left for me to fight. There would be a step up outside of the UFC. Um, so, you know, it was 50-50. Like I say, I, I definitely feel like I could have done better on the night. But also I took it on a few weeks' notice and... You know, there was a lot of other things going on. So, um, yeah, I was happy with the performance. And at the end of the day, like you say, there was, there was nothing I could do from that point. So I was no point stressing about it. Do you, uh, do you rewatch your fights? And, and if so, how did, did you go back and rewatch it? And how did you assess it? Is there anything that you would have done differently? Or were you overall, like, pleased with the way things turned out? Uh, there's always room for improvement. Um, like, we, we watched the fight that night, funny enough. We went back to the hotel and... Uh, you know, sat sat down with some some cookies and and watched the fight. That was how that was how we celebrated. Um, yeah, like I say, there's always room for improvement. There was obviously plenty of mistakes on on my part. Um, as far as how the fight went, I don't. You know, I think I think I did think things well as well as being overly critical. Like I'm learning I'm learning to obviously, you know, assess what I did well as as well as uh, sitting there just telling myself off for my mistakes. But um, you know, I think I, I think I, I fought a smart fight. I didn't I didn't make any any mistakes like. It might not have been the most action-packed, um, like for the full three rounds, but also she had a very tricky and very strong game, so it left no room for kind of you know silly mistakes. If I was to explode in one of those those awkward grappling exchanges, then I would have put myself at risk to get caught. So I think I played a smart fight. Um, you know, I went out there, I did what I needed to do to win. Uh, I landed some combos and some. Um, you know, some techniques that we've been drilling in the gym, uh, even just like the week before, like stuff that I was going over with Jack and everyone back home. Um, so I don't think I could be too harsh on myself. Like I said, I th- I'm happy with the performance. There was definitely room for obviously improvements and mistakes were made, but, um, you know, that's, that's the progression of it. You mentioned your experience and I mean, you are only 21. I think you just turned 21 a few weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, um, July. Yeah. July. Yeah. So a couple months ago, um, that being said, I mean, you've been fighting for, what, since 2014. What got you into the sport so young? And, I mean, you look at your career, you only had one loss, and it was via split decision, both pro and amateur. So how did you find the sport at such a young age? Uh, so I started karate as, like, a little bit of a hobby. Uh, my mum and my little brother were already doing karate as, like, a as an extracurricular thing. Um, obviously, my dad was away with the army a lot, so I kind of ended up going along with them as something to do. Uh, just to kind of get get out and do some stuff. Uh, I've always had like, a very active family, you know, so kind of always been involved in sports anyway. Uh, and then I just kind of started going on to different classes. You know, I was I was did karate pretty much every day of the week. 
from the age of nine or ten and then uh, at about 11 I started doing jiu-jitsu and uh, jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai together and then and then I added the boxing and then I was like oh I might as well go and try MMA I'm doing everything else anyway and uh, yeah I went to an MMA gym at 13 and kind of just fell in love with it I just you know I was on, couldn't get me off the mats so uh, yeah that was that was kind of it I got the bug as, as they say. What was the uh, I guess how did other people view it? I mean, I know uh, if I was 13 or 14 and I went up to my parents and said, you know what, I want to be a cage fighter. I can only imagine uh, <laughs> their responses. How did how was it perceived both with your family and friends and stuff at school? Uh, well, my my family, obviously, I say my mom, my mom was involved. My mom came along to the MMA gym with me. Uh, I went for the first week or two and then went, right, come on then, you might as well, you know, I'm moving here, you might, you might as well sort of thing. Uh, so dragged her along and she ended up having the same reaction, you know, she, she, uh, we had our amateur debuts on the same card. Um, so, you know, we kind of fought alongside each other. So she understood it. Obviously, uh, my dad was, my dad was a, a runner, so, uh, not as cool as me, but, um, <laughs> you know, he, he again was very committed to sport. He used to run for Wales, like he held a Guinness world record. So like, you know, my, my family's very big on sports and doing something. So in terms of that, like, it, it wasn't really a, a big thing. Like they were massively supportive. My dad made sure I was getting what I needed when I needed, driving me around to different gyms. They would dedicate their weekends to taking me to competitions and everything. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like there was no negative response to it at all. They were they were very supportive. One of the, uh, the I guess kind of the only positives as an MMA fan throughout the pandemic was the UFC was still pumping out events. As someone who's been in there and competed um, in front of an empty arena, what was that like? Like, did you, are you someone who kind of feeds off the energy of the crowd or are you, are you able to drown that out regardless and you didn't even notice? It didn't make a difference to me, to be honest. Um, like, say so when you're in there, like, I'm only really focused on my, my coaching, my coaching staff and like, obviously my opponent. So the crowd itself doesn't make too big a difference. Obviously, fighting on Cage Warriors, I've had that experience in front of the big crowds and everything. So it's not like, you know, and also the contenders would have been in front of a very small crowd or, you know, no crowd anyway. So um, in terms of that, it wouldn't be too much difference. But fighting in Cage Warriors, like I say, there's, there's a large crowd, so I'm used to that. So when they do come to back to implementing the, you know, the, the crowds and everything, it's not going to make too much of a difference for me um but yeah like I say it's just kind of like a spa day um you know I had my my uh my coach and my coach is there and you know there was someone trying to punch me in the head it's just like every Wednesday here so it wasn't it wasn't too much difference if anything it was more fun yeah you hear kind of mixed reviews some people are like Man, it just feels like a aspiring session other people like some people like feed off the energy too much and then end up it ends up costing them the fight so it's good to hear that some people uh, it benefited them uh, in a way. Uh, another big change uh, for you is your training at Team Alpha Male. What's that been like training with, in my opinion, one of the best coaches in the game and Uriah Faber? Yeah, like, I've been coming out here consistently like three months on, three months off for the last few years. So uh, I've already kind of got a good base here. I've got obviously a good relationship with the coaches and my training partners. So to finally make the move out here is something that I've obviously, it was a goal that I set for myself that I've been saying for quite a while that I want to do it. Um, you know, there's obviously I love it back home and everything, but out here it's just it's that professionalism. There's, a, you know, there's that full-time schedule. People are available all day. Um, you know, and there's a lot more, obviously, like I said, professional athletes on, on the mats. So it's kind of like you're guaranteed bodies for every session. 
Um, I, I like to say, obviously, for the technical aspect and everything, working with the co best coaches in the game. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to finally make, make the move out here and be able to focus on my self-improvements as opposed to coming out here for fight camps and focusing like solely on fights and everything. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. What's the uh, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned from Uriah that you're able to to implement now into your into your fight style? Uh, he he's very big on like feints and tricks. Um, obviously, I know a lot of coaches are, but um, you know he's got his own. Uh, I very much like his style. Like, he's got a lot of sequences, like in terms of the grappling exchanges. Uh, I find myself pulling them off a lot. Like he just he's very focused on like the chains and how the flow of things goes, as opposed to just singular techniques, which. Uh, Obviously, it's very beneficial in the sport. I quite like that. Um, yeah, to us, there's loads. Like you say, he's, he puts a lot of work into me, um, you know, in class and out of class. Um, and, you know, he's just very big influence on my life. So, yeah, there's, there's loads I could take away from him, to be honest. But, um, yeah, he's, he definitely, like, his movement and the flow of everything, for sure. One of the... Uh... I guess one of the countries that have really kind of taken the, the UFC by storm the past few years is Wales. Jack Shore, Brett Johns. How does it feel to be like part of that movement? And what do you think it'll take before Wales has a major presence in organizations like the UFC and Bellator? Yeah, like, there's, like I said, there's loads of talent coming through at the moment. Um, even just on like the local scene, like a lot of the amateur boys are doing really good. Um, you know, there's some high-level pros. And then obviously, like you say, you've got you got like Jack Shaw, Jack Marshman, and John Phillips in the UFC. Uh, you know they're all making waves, and making a name for Wales. Uh, it's it's great to see. You know I know there's a lot of talk about trying to get a Welsh UFC card. That would also be great. I'm not sure how it works with venues and everything, but um, yeah, like I think you said it yourself. You know, they're making waves and they're making a name for themselves, and it's uh, it's very exciting to see. Um, your your fight has been announced. Was there a little bit of surprise? I know when I first saw it, I was like. Is that, are you serious? Like, usually they don't match up two young fighters. Um, you know, it almost feels like one of your hype, or, uh, you know, or your hype trains are going to be derailed. Um, were you surprised by the matchmaking? And, and what, what are you, what's your thoughts on Kay Hansen as an opponent? Um, yeah, like, obviously there was a lot of people who were like, oh, it's a bit strange. Like, obviously matching up two young prospects and kind of like, like you say, we're both at, that, at the cusp and uh, everything. But at the end of the day, I also don't think it's a make or break fight for either of us. Like, we're, I think, you know, we're both very technical, very skillful fighters. I think it's going to be a very exciting fight regardless of how it goes. Obviously, I intend to go in there and get that win. Um, but, you know, Kay is a sound opponent herself. She's obviously doing very well for herself. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's going to be a very like, a very exciting fight. It's going to be a great fight. Um, and a lot of the other women are booked up at the end of the day. Um, you look at the strawweight division and they're pretty much all fighting each other. So... Uh, I think at the end of the day, it goes back to being being a fighter, isn't it? You fight anybody, uh, so, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be picking and choosing my fights. They offer me a fight and my manager says, yeah, then that's that's what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good fight for both of us. They're nice. I think it'll be nice and technical as well, not too, like, you know, scrappy. I think it'll be a good fight. How much, uh, how much tape do you watch on your opponent before a fight? I mean, I hear a lot of fighters just say, I just go out there and I focus on me. Others leave it to their coaches. And then other people, like, stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning watching tape. What's, uh, what do you do? Do you, do you leave that to your coaches? Or do you not watch it at all? Um, I tend to watch, like, a little bit, obviously, when I first offered the fight. Um, like, 
my coaches like to study the fights I sit down and watch it with them obviously but once I get into camp like you know once I'm like six weeks out that's all me um I feel like there's only so much like you can watch it you can take a few pointers away but I'm not I'm not one of those people watching goes right I need to do this when she does this like at the end of the day I can look at it and go okay she does a lot of this or a lot of grappling or she does a lot of wrestling I can kind of focus on you know my counters to that but I'm not I'm not one of those people that likes to break it down to specifics because at the end of the day everyone's improving constantly like no one is the exact same as their last fight you know especially at this level we're, we're all training professionally we're all working hard so we're all making improvements every day so there's only really so much you can take away from tape obviously I watch a little bit like say from like far out but once I get into camp it's it's kind of all me and uh, the main focus is make sure I'm the best the best version of myself when I get in there okay I'll ask you a couple more questions and then I'll let you go I know you have some training to do so uh I built this platform based on two things. One was making predictions for fights. That being said, two huge title fights coming up next month. Izzy versus Paolo Costa. What, what, what's your prediction on that fight? Uh, I'm probably the worst person to ask. I absolutely hate making predictions on fights. I quite literally refuse. Uh, just because like, fighting is a game of inches, especially at that level. Um, I really don't think you can call any fights just because like you say I hate the whole puncher's chance but but there's so many variables and I think like you say at this level it really comes down to who's putting that electric bit of work who's who's feeling 100% when they step into there like it's you know I just I prefer to just sit back and enjoy the fights I really don't like to call them the uh the other thing I built my platform on was um Making matchups. So after a fight, I'd say this person should fight this person. That being said, is there an opponent that one day, whether they're currently active, whether they're retired, that you look at and say, you know what, before all is said and done, I would love to match up against this person, whether it's to test your skills, whether it's someone you dislike, just somebody that you'd uh, ideally wish you could compete against? Uh, again, I'm probably going to give the most generic <laughs> fighter answer ever, but like I will fight anybody in the division. Um, in my eyes, I want to obviously fight the best girls out there. So yeah, I'll fight. I'll fight them all eventually, hopefully. But um, yeah, there's no one, no one in particular. Like I so said, there's like you said about um, obviously the reasons people want to fight. Like I, I don't have anything personally to dislike anybody. Um, you know, I'm not that sort of person. I'm not a fighter that needs to dislike my opponent in order to fight. Uh, I simply just want to get in there and fight the best girls available and test my skills and show everybody that I mean it when I say I want to be the best in the world. So, you know, give it a few years and whoever's number one, I'll I'll, I'll have them. All right, I like it. Uh, last question, non-MMA related. Um, I mean, pan- during the pandemic, a lot of people really were able to discover things that they liked about themselves and, 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 and sort of things that they... Uh, you know, hobbies that they may not have found otherwise. Mine, for example, was this podcast. Is there anything that you uh, do in your free time that uh, to help keep your mind occupied? And what sorts of things were you doing throughout the pandemic? Um, I mean, I was still training three times a day through the pandemic, but obviously I am very fortunate to live that like pro- profile lifestyle. So I train three times a day. And then in between that, I tend to have like either I like to read. Um, I'm currently like four books deep into the Game of Thrones series um and I like to paint and draw so I've actually just made a, an Instagram for, for my paintings um that I'm going to be start posting some stuff on there for um yeah so it's just a bit of, bit of a nerd really just 
painting, drawing, and reading. I love that about fighters. Like they're cage fighters, absolute monsters inside the cage, but then they always, always something on the side, whether it's video games or painting. They're, they're you know, at, they're all normal. <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah, I was. I was just getting mopped down there because, like, obviously I had half an hour before this, so I uh, pulled out my pencil case and I was just doing some, like, doing some doodles and stuff, and everyone's like, you look like a child. But, uh, yeah, I just carry around some nice, uh, always carry around a sketch pad and some pencils, and that's kind of what I do in between. All right. Thank you very much for the time. Um, all the best. Um, I think it's November is November 14th, right? Yeah. Yep. So all the best, and uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, stay safe. You too.